you've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their daily contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have the front row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it's simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, this is Getting Bullied. I'm your host, Mark Giannone. Follow me on Twitter, at MarkFlagman2Ns. Follow the show at underscore Getting Bullied. Get this episode and every episode of Getting Bullied through the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on Twitter. You can get this show literally anywhere you get your podcast, thanks to the fine folks at the Hockey Podcast Network. And if you like t-shirts, if you're a wrestling fan and a Flyers fan, check out our uh, Carter Hart t-shirt on tpublic.com slash getting bullied. It's, you know, if you remember the old 90s Hart Foundation leather jackets they used to wear to the ring, it is exactly that Carter Hart style. And also check out the Philadelphia Hockey Club t-shirt, kind of a spoof on, I don't know, some political bullshit that happened over the weekend. I don't really... I don't know. I don't know a damn thing about politics, but I saw the clip. I thought it was awesome. Made a t-shirt. Check it out. Buy it. Wear it. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Uh, You know, honestly, just going to keep this short, sweet, and to the point. There's really not much to talk about different from Thursday when I did my last episode to right now. As far as the Flyers go, a couple more names added to the COVID list, uh, you know, in that time. And now... Practice canceled today, Monday, this morning. It was supposed to happen, and then they canceled it. And it was kind of like, wait and see what happens now. Are we going to see the Flyers play Thursday against the Rangers? And it looked like, it. you know, it came out that the league was just being overly cautious. They wanted to make sure that everybody remaining on the Flyers is good. They appear to be. They appear to be practicing tomorrow on Tuesday, gearing up to play the New York Rangers on Thursday, and here we go. We're right back into things. A week off, in my opinion, not the best of things that the Flyers needed right then, you know, at the, at the point in the season where they're at right now. And kind of the way they were playing, a week off, no ice time in that time is like the worst and just the le- the last thing the Flyers needed, wanted, any of that. Same with the fans. It's not good. And now here we are, just another day missed today on Monday with not being able to practice. So you're going to turn around after having not played in over a week because the last time they played was last Sunday in that 7-4 win over the Capitals in Washington. And then the wheels kind of fell off the track, so to speak. And now 
a week no playing, no ice, no nothing. You're gonna you're gonna practice two days, and then you have a game on Thursday against the Rangers. Luckily, it is, you know, it is the Rangers, a, a, a young up and coming team. There will be no hate of Tony D'Angelo this week. I mean, there probably still will be because everybody loves to hate that guy, and I get it. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to not like about Tony D'Angelo. Actually, he's from me and him are from the same town in Jersey. So I always see the the things online on Twitter. Most famous person or most uh, famous player to come from your town, and I always thought we don't fucking have one in Sewell, New Jersey. But we do. It's Tony D'Angelo. I don't know if he claims Sewell or or uh, or Philly, but you know, I went to I went to high school with his brother and sister and whoever else. So that's I don't, it. Doesn't fucking matter. Tony D'Angelo is not on the fly, on the uh, Rangers, but you could hate on him anyway. So a week off, no skating. You know, I don't know what the I don't know what the players do. I don't know what guys you know, own a house in the area, rent a house, you know, if, so, if one of them have access to a rink where they can kind of go in by themselves and do shit, I'm sure they do. These are professional players, you know. Any local rink is probably more than happy to shut down for, you know, JVR or somebody that wants to that wants to hit the ice. Again, thank God JVR not on the COVID list. Just, you know, it, it appears just about everybody is, and it's not good. It's Drew, it's... I'm going to pull it up right now on, on the old phone. You'd think that I would have this ready, but I did not. Okay. All right. So this is as of yesterday, according to the Inquirer. And God, like these. I'm going to have to bitch for a second. These fucking newspaper websites are just so awful. You want to know why newspapers. You don't want to know how you know that newspapers are dying entity a dying media because when you go on a newspaper website like the Inquirer, it's just fucking wall-to-wall goddamn ads and pop-ups and fucking redirects you all over the goddamn place before you could actually read what the fuck is actually in front of you and what you actually came here to do which is read the article god damn it i just want a list oh what a world i it's not good Fucking same goes for NBC Sports, uh, Philly or dot com or whatever the fuck it is. By the way, NBC Sports, Philly, whatever. All they all they've done since NBC has taken over Comcast Sportsnet is lay people off and put out bullshit content on their website, on TV. NBC Sports, you could go from Philly to Boston to the Bay Area to DC, wherever the hell you want to go, and it's the same cookie cutter bullshit. They've stripped these great sports markets of their originality of their original shows and content and everything else you watch NBC Sports Philly on a Sixers game and NBC Sports Boston on a Celtics game it's the same fucking set it's you know it's just the same NBC Sports Philly is god fucking awful they need to get rid of it I I wish somebody would come in somebody with a boatload of money needs to come in and just take over a different station in the city that is that's dying and put another sports station in this city because first of all goddamn Philly should have at least two TV sports stations we're that big of a city 
we're that big of a sports city. We deserve it. And NBC Sports Philly is fucking garbage. All, oh, my God. It's so boring. They don't even give you a highlight show anymore. It's just 15 minutes of fucking Amy Fodor or Danny Pommel's just given brief highlights of what happened last night, and they just run that on a loop, and then it's Ron fucking Popeil selling his same, the same rotisserie cooker that he's been selling for the last 30 goddamn years. There's a tangent for you. NBC Sports Philly needs to get the hell... NBC just needs to go away, and I guess they are, because NBC Sports, the station's going away, so I hope they take it away from the local markets, and we can have some originality and maybe some good shows back. People can get some fucking jobs back because too many people have been laid off for that bullshit. And we're just, we're getting an inferior product and we deserve better. We as sports fans, we as Philadelphians deserve better than what NBC sports has given us so far. Uh, that tangent is brought to you by their bullshit, awful website that I, you know, I'm, I'm chased by a, by a video as I scroll up and down. It's awful. But anyway, here is the uh, here's the list, and I'm reading it a because I ha- I wasn't really on Twitter all day yesterday, so I didn't even know Travis Connecty was added to the list until right now. Travis Sanhein comes off, but here is the list, and it's not good. Uh, it's Connecty, it's Giroux, it's Voracek, it's Lindblom, it's Lawton, Morgan Frost, and Justin Braun. So basically, you have. One, two, three, four, five. Five of your starting forwards right now are out with this COVID bullshit. Whether they have tested positive, whether they know somebody that did whatever, they're out for a few days here. I be- like you know, I believe the like the magic number there is ten from symptoms and all that. Whatever, they're out for a few games at least, and that's five guys. Five forwards that you can't. Uh, thank God Travis Sanheim's coming back because, like I've been saying, you know, a, I don't want to, not banged up, but just an inferior blue line would have been so much worse with both Sanheim and Braun out. Now it's just Braun. Hopefully he comes back soon because I believe him and Giroux were added at the same time. So, and that was about a week ago. Connect me as a new ad just last night. Lindblom was late last week that it got added. Same with Lawton. Those guys went on the list at the same time. Voracek's in there. They're going to come back in spurts here and there, but God damn, the Flyers are, they're, they're limping into this, uh, they're limping out of this impromptu bye week they just had. Thank God. Like I said, thank God, thank God, thank God. They're playing the Rangers. Really what I wanted to do here for this episode, because let's, let's face it. The Rangers are four, six, and three. Flyers eight, three, and two. As I just pull it up, they have one. The Flyers do one against the Rangers on Thursday. Then they go to Lake Tahoe to play Boston outdoors. Two days off. Rangers again at home next Wednesday. Two days off. Back to back with Buffalo, twenty seventh and twenty eighth to close out the month. So here's the good news: they have hit a, hit a spot in their. The good news here is they hit a spot in their schedule that isn't as condensed as the rest of it. They have two days off after the Rangers game before Boston, then two days before New York, two days after that before Buffalo where they go back-to-back. So not only do they have some time to get these guys back, not as a condensed schedule, which is great, they're playing 
you know, besides that Boston game on Sunday outdoors, which could go it could go either way. You know, you're not playing through these, you know, they're great circumstances, the different circumstances where you're playing outdoors, you're not inside. So anything could happen in that game. But luckily, the other four games they have this month are against the Rangers and against the Sabres. I know the Sabres gave them a little bit of trouble the first meeting and that 6-1 loss. But the Flyers, and who the fuck knows, honestly, who knows who could be back by that 27th game against Buffalo. But, you know, slowly but surely to close out, the Flyers have some games here, some days here, some days off where they could get guys back, get healthy, and try to get this thing back and rolling again. But really what I want to focus on here is there is not, and I kind of think it's not even just in hockey with the Flyers and Rangers. I'm kind of seeing it in all the sports, except for football. You know, that 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 Eagles-Giants thing is always going to be there. But I can honestly tell you, maybe since 2010, in that last game against, that last game of that season, regular season against the Rangers, where it was winning in, whoever went, or when, <laughs> whoever won was going to... Uh, would go to the playoffs, and we know how that worked out. Flyers won in a shootout, went to the cup finals, lost to Chicago. In any event, I can't remember a time after that where a Flyers-Rangers game had any meaning, any, like, feel to it, any animosity. This rivalry, which was so great in the 80s and in the late 90s, early 2000s, where both teams were good, where both teams, you know, you had, in the late 90s, with the Flyers beat the when the Flyers beat the Rangers, I believe it was in the in the conference finals in '97, to to go you know obviously to to go to play Detroit. You know they had Gretzky, they had Messier, they had Richter, they they had Leach, they had fucking players over their Graves. You know the the uh, the Rangers were good, the Flyers were good, and rivalries are built on meaningful games, and there just hasn't been enough meaningful games. But I, and I get that. You know, I get where it's been the Penguins for so long now because the Penguins have been good and the Flyers have, you know, really been second fiddle to the Penguins for at least the last 10 years. Since that 2010 Cup run for the Flyers, it's been the Penguins and then the Flyers underneath that. And the Penguins won the Cup before that, too. So the Flyers last, I don't know, you want to say 12, 15 years, it's been the, the their biggest rival has been the Penguins because the Flyers have been chasing them. But here's what I'm here to do, because I have an absolute hatred, absolute gross disdain for the city of New York. All of the people there, the whole state, the fans, I hate everything about the city of New York, their fans, their teams, and I want everybody listening. I don't care if it's one person that listens to this episode. I don't care if it's a thousand, if it's 50, whatever. I want everybody listening to go back in their mind when Flyers Rangers meant something. Think about it. Think about 92. It was the Flyers and it was the Rangers fighting for Eric Lindros and the Flyers won. And then I guess eight years, a decade later, eight, ten years later, the trade happens. The Rangers finally got Lindros. The Flyers trade him to the Rangers, and it's, you know, he was a shell of himself. It was after all the concussions and everything. And I just remember so distinctly in my mind, the first Flyers-Rangers game I really remember. I'm 28, so this is, again, I don't remember the year. What was it, 2000? I think it was 02 when he got traded to the Rangers. 
And I remember so distinctly in my mind that first game when he came back to the then first Union Center. And the just the I wasn't there, but you could just feel the electricity. You could feel the tension through the TV that was in that building that night because this was the guy. Let's put this into perspective. Everybody knows by now, but for the younger fans who may not know or may not like fully grasp and fully understand, Eric Lindros was the guy. When he came when the when he got drafted and when he eventually came here in ninety two, he was billed as the next one, the second coming. He was supposed to be if the history books would have went the way that everyone thought it was supposed to be Gretzky Lindros in the in the record books. It was supposed, he was supposed to be that good, and for a long time he was. The guy literally revolutionized hockey, I believe. And he, Eric Lindros is a guy that in any era, whether it be 70s, 80s, obviously did it in the 90s, early 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, whatever, 2050s, Eric Lindros would have dominated and in any era that he played in, if he was healthy, if it wasn't for the concussion issues, if, you know, he just learned how to skate with his fucking head up, if it wasn't for fucking Scott Stevens, Eric Lindros would have been, because now it's debatable, you know, the Flyers never won the cup, they won once in 97, and they never won that cup with him, he got them close, if you remember when he won the Calder Trophy his rookie year, uh, or no, I believe it was the Hart Trophy, no, he, he didn't win the Calder. Solani did because he scored like 80 goals or some wild shit like that. But when he won the Hart Trophy um, and he had that, that emotional speech where he's, you know, tearing up and crying and he said, you know, we're, we're getting close and we're going to get there. And they never did. And then he got traded to the Rangers. But that game was the first really, that's the first Flyers-Rangers game that I remember. And I remember it so distinctly in my mind. I, I was about 10 years old when it happened. And we don't have moments like that anymore. You know, I, I, I just, and we need to bring it back. We need to bring back the hatred. It's not just the flyers, but like the Sixers fans don't give a shit about the Knicks. Like I said, the Eagles, you're always going to hate the giants, but it's it really, if you ask people, if you ask a large portion of the fan base, they'll say the Cowboys are the team they hate more. And then the Phillies and the Mets for a while there, it was going good. You know, in the, Late 2000s, when the Phillies were making their run, the Mets were good, and there was hatred there. Now it just kind of died off. I don't really know if the Phillies even have much of a rival. I think in their mind, you know, in people's minds, we all hate the Nationals. I think Bryce Harper coming here really built up the Nationals rivalry. I would say that's probably number one right now. The old-timers will probably say no, it'll be the Braves, but whatever. Point is, the Philly-New York rivalry has really tapered off and I'm here to bring it back because I fucking hate New York. I hate everything about it, everything about the people. It's disgusting. It smells. It's it's a shithole. It's trash. And everybody else needs to hate it too. So when you're going into this game on Thursday, God willing they play this, and it looks like they're going to, but when you're going into this game on Thursday against the Rangers, I want you to think about everything that you hate about the New York Rangers. If you you know If you've been a fan... Since the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, whatever. Think about why you hate 
the New York Rangers. And for the younger fans that, you know, weren't around for those for those big games, go back and watch. Go back and learn. I'm sure they're on YouTube. You can find shit anywhere, Flyers, Rangers, because at one time it was one fucking hell of a rivalry. So find the games. I know for a fact, I know for an absolute fact that I've watched them before, that there's games from the 97 series against the Rangers on there. And that's, to me, that's hockey at its absolute finest. The, the 90s were, I think, the best decade of hockey. And that's selfish because, you know, that's when I grew up and everything like that. But whatever. Say what you want. Go back and watch that. If you've never seen a really intense, a really hate-filled Flyers and Rangers game, go back and find a game from the 97 playoff series. And I promise you, you'll get it. You'll get what it was, because I believe at one time, Flyers-Rangers was bigger, probably in the 90s, than the Flyers and and Penguins rivalry has been in the last 10-15 years. It was big, so for the people that remember what it was like, for the people that remember how intense it was and how much hatred there was, you know, when the Rangers would come into the spectrum, especially, I could only imagine, when when the Rangers would come into the spectrum, it was probably fucking like pandemonium it it was probably epic from start to finish when that team came in so let's bring that shit back so when you're going into this game on thursday before you're you know when you settle in you grab your beer or whatever dinner whatever you're doing whoever you're with if you're you know son daughter or niece nephew whatever is is there watching it with you make sure you teach them teach them and you're not supposed to teach children hate and I know that but teach them to hate the Rangers let's bring this back because I'll here's what here's why because the the Penguins look like they're tapering off you know Crosby Malkin they're getting older the the Penguins probably are going to go for it this year and next year then they're going to start to rebuild that thing the Rangers are up and coming they have Panarin you know they they Lafreniere or whatever the however the fuck you pronounce his name, they have good young players that are coming up. The Flyers have good young players, so it's logical to see. Fuck, even the Devils, good young players coming up. If they can figure that thing out, if they can add some pieces, we're about to get. In my eyes, the way I look at it, we're about to get nine late nineties, early two thousands rivalries back. It's going to be Flyers, Rangers, Flyers, Devils, the teams you're going to hate the most. So go back and educate yourself on why we hated them to begin with. Go back and educate yourself on what you missed on the big moments. Go back and watch that hit by Stevens in the playoffs on Lindros and how quiet the first union. I don't even know if it was first union or core states that game. Go back and watch that when he, when Stevens just comes across and cleans out Lindros, effectively ending his career with the Flyers. Never the same after that. The Flyers stalled in that series and those playoffs. Stalled. They were as good as they had been in any number of years under Lindros with him. And it looked like that was the year, and then Scott Stevens fucking ended it. But before we get to the to the Devils hate, and I'm still calling 16 points against the Devils this year, I will accept nothing less. Before you do any of that, unless, of course, they don't get to play those two games that got postponed, then bottom line, they're not losing a game to the Devils, and they're not giving them a point no matter how many games they play them. So just go back and watch. Before you're watching this game Thursday, Thursday, listen to me. <laughs> before you're watching this game Thursday, Educate whoever you're with, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, whoever's there. 
Educate them. Tell them why you grew up hating the Rangers. Tell them about the people that you hated the most. I'll tell you who I hated the most growing up. Ryan Callahan hated Ryan Callahan. Brandon Dubinsky hated him, hated his face, hated everything about him. Mike Rupp, when he scored that goal in the – and there's another big one. They tried to rehatch it. The NHL tried to bring it back. What was that, the 2012 Winter Classic in Philly at Citizens Bank? Mike Rupp, when he scored that goal, and then he does he does the Yager salute like a jerk-off. No, none of that. Let's not have that. Go back and watch that game. Go back and watch that Winter Classic. Tell me you don't hate the Rangers after that game. Ron Duguay, for you people in the 80s, my friend's mom, absolutely despises Ron Duguay. Probably one of the best heads of hair ever to play hockey. Not better than mine, but he's got a very good head of hair, Ron Duguay, even now. Guy to hate from the 80s. Couldn't tell you anybody from the 70s. Point is, in every era, there were guys to hate. Ask your grandparents about the 70s. Ask your parents about the 80s. If you were there, you know the names. Teach the people. Teach the new generation. We have to bring back hatred for the city of New York and for the New York Rangers Hockey Club because fuck them. That's why. So go back and remember everything you hate. Remember the faces, the names, the moments that made you say, damn. I fucking hate the goddamn New York Rangers. And bring it all back and flush it to Twitter. Tell everybody on Twitter. Remind them. Tell them to remind themselves why they hate this team. Because this is the rivalry. This is the next one. This is what's going to get rehashed. It's always been there. It's there's. I mean, it is what it is. New York, it's Philly. Even in the lean years, it's still something. But it's about to be so much more because both of these teams are really building themselves into contenders over the next few years. And it's going to be a dogfight. Once Ovechkin and everything, everybody leave Washington, you know, the, the, we're seeing a, we're in such an interesting time in the NHL. We're seeing a changing of the guard from all these players and the new waves coming through. And the new wave in the Flyers division is the Flyers, Devils, Rangers. And we're bringing back rivalries. We're bringing back North Jersey, New York hate. And Thursday, we're starting with New York. So pick a guy. Even if you don't know anybody on the Rangers, go down the list. Just pull up the fucking list. Pull up the roster. Go down the list. Just pick a guy. Throw a dart at the board and pick a guy. And just make him your guy. Make him the guy that you're going to hate. Just look at their faces. Pick a hate the face guy. Whatever you have to do to build animosity and build hatred. Sports hatred, or if you want to do real life hatred, go ahead and do that. I don't care. I'm not above telling you not to hate. I hate a lot of things and a lot of people. So just do whatever you have to do to hate this team. Hate the Rangers. Just remember the moments. Remember the places. Remember the names. Remember everything that you've ever heard about the Rangers that just made you sick to your stomach. And think about all of it, just stewing it all day Thursday and stewing it while you're eating dinner and while you're driving home and you're stuck in traffic. Take that hate that you have. You're stuck in traffic. There's, It's not going anywhere. You're on 95, 476, 676, 295 in Jersey. Wherever the hell you are, you know where the traffic is and you're sitting in it every goddamn day, every goddamn morning, every goddamn night. You're sitting in it and you're pissed off. And now you just get to sit there and you think about it. You think about the Rangers. You think about Gretzky. You think about Messier. You think about 94 when they won the cup and how the Flyers haven't had one since 75. 
the Rangers haven't won since 94, but 94, as you know, closer than 75. How they have won over you. Think about that. Think about everything you've ever hated about the Rangers and direct that traffic hate on Thursday right into game time, right into puck drop, and then boom. In your mind and in Philadelphia's minds and soon in New York mind in New York's mind, the rivalry will be back. Excuse me for burping in the microphone. I don't care. The rivalry will be back and we have to do it. We just have to. I'm going to be here Thursday. I'm going to be talking us through it on Twitter. I'm going to be talking. That's the next episode is on Thursday. And it's all about hating the New York Rangers. Once again, follow me on Twitter at MarkFlagman2Ns. Follow the show at underscore getting bullied. Follow Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet. Get this episode, every episode, past, present, future, through the Hockey Podcast Network, anywhere you get your podcast. Check out tpublic.com slash getting bullied for the Carter Hart shirt, the Phil Meyer shirt, and coming soon, the Philadelphia Hockey Club shirt. So until I talk to you on Thursday, fuck you, New York Rangers. Enjoy your life, Philadelphia. Let's go Flyers.